Welcome. This is Dave Brock, and I'm glad that you're joining us on one of our Partners in Excellence Making a Difference webcasts. I'm really excited about our topic today. We're really going to talk about customer experience and, and how we leverage customer experience to build our business, to build loyalty uh, with our customers, and to expand our business relationships with our customers. And I'm really privileged to have a good friend, uh, Dion Hedgepeth from Aptio, joining us and really providing some really cool insights that she has in kind of a long, long history of, of managing customer service, customer experience in, in professional services organizations. Dion, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dave. It's a total privilege to even be invited to do this. Thank you. Well, it's so much fun to have you on here. We've talked kind of offline about a lot of the things you're doing. They're really insightful and really exciting. So I'm glad that you're, you've, <laughs> you're going to share some of this with everybody else. I think they'll really learn a lot. Maybe just as, as a bit of a context and background, maybe you could tell a little bit more about yourself and a little bit about Aptio and what Aptio does. Great. Thanks, Dave. You are way too flattering, though. <laughs> but um, <laughs> So I uh, run the customer success organization here at Aptio, um, which uh, could mean a lot of things depending on the company. But since we're a SaaS company, what it means here is that um, I own professional services, education, support, but also community, as well as an organization called Success Management which is really a, a team of people focused on ensuring customers actually adopt the solution. Um, and then just a little bit about Aptio. Um, Aptio, again, SaaS company, we provide what we call technology business management software, and you know we really created the category. Um, we're focused on helping CIOs manage the business of IT. So similar to how a VP of sales has Salesforce and a head of HR has Workday. CIOs have Aptio. And our suite of apps really do like business analytics. Um, they provide uh, facts and insights about technology, cost, value, and quality, and just allow leaders to make better data-driven decisions. So I think one way to summarize what Aptio is is think of it as a uh, business system of record for IT. Oh, that's terrific. Well, I, I know Aptio is just an exciting company, uh, watching some of the things that, that you're doing. And, you know, particularly in all the these kind of SaaS cloud-based uh, uh, business models, the role that you have is just really so critical because you you want to have people maintain their subscriptions and continue to use you year after year as a, a service and to, to grow uh, how they use you. So, you know, in terms of ongoing revenue generation and growth for the company, the whole customer success area is is probably one of the most critical parts of a SaaS company. Let me, we're talking about customer experience. Let me just, all of us have different notions of what customer experience is. And so sometimes we, we tend to talk at cross purposes. When I talk about customer experience, what, what does it mean to you and, and the folks at Aptio? Yeah, so, um, well, when I, you know, when I talk about customer experience, I guess um, I'm really, you know, 
focus on you know what is that interaction between the organization, our organization, and the customer, but really as perceived by the customer is the important part, right? And um, there are all sorts of principles in designing a certain customer experience, right? We we actually created journey maps to try to bring together all of the best ideas and principles around what we wanted to deliver to the customer. Um, not only in terms of value, but also really just what we want the customer to feel like once we've delivered this experience to them. And so for me, it, it, yeah, it's a very broad term, but to kind of put it into action, it means thinking through from the customer's point of view, what is it that you want them to experience and get what outcomes you want them to have. Okay, so and I'd like to maybe dive into this journey maps uh, and the roadmaps kind of thing a little bit. Um, do you have do you have different journey maps for for I imagine you know you have different types of customers, different needs, different levels of maturity in in their ability to to leverage your solutions. Do you segment your customers and different types of customer experiences you're designing for them based on, on some of those things? Yeah, so um, so our journey maps are by organization, and they're laid out by the phases that the organization touches the customer. Um, and an organization could have more than one map, and okay. it may be split by segmentation. So like our professional services team has two journey maps, one more for the out-of-the-box application experience and one more for a strategic account. Okay, okay. So you, you, you are, it sounds like you're really taking some basic frameworks but then working with the customers based on where they are, their size and things like that about yeah. tailoring that map to exactly what is best for them achieving their objectives. That's right. Well, that's really cool. That's cool. We've started getting into it a little bit, but, you know, if, if you look at it kind of at a very high level, what, um, why is this so important to Aptio, and what are some of your kind of high-level objectives? Yeah, so um, when we set out to design the journey maps, and it was, it was great. It wasn't just, I mean, it, it was a good exercise to do because we wanted to align on these are the three to five most important things to do, right, in each phase by org. Mm -hmm. um, so gr great to, to provide discipline around that. But it also just, like, the, the team kind of rallied around in order for us to pick the three to five most important things we wanted to deliver for a certain experience, it just kind of got the team really bonded and thinking through it from a customer experience angle. So it's, it's very different than saying to to someone, hey, I think you should, um, you know, make sure you have a great introductory call, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and you write it down and there are kind of things that they're, you know, rated on, right? That's very different than saying, like, why do we want that to be one of the five top things we do really, really well, right? Um, and maybe we decided that because we want to 
build a lot of confidence with the customer, and that was a design principle we had, right? Um, and those were some of the things. So we we had before we went and did the journey maps, we had four. Uh, we defined four outcomes uh, or design principles that we wanted to have. And so the first one was we wanted to build the customer's confidence in their ability to be successful with our solution. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing, the, the, the second principle we had was we wanted the customer to feel a massive embrace by Aptio. Mm -hmm. You know, we wanted to make sure they, they knew that Aptio cared about their long-term success. It wasn't just, you know, we sell it and then you don't see us again. It's just the opposite. We, we put a lot of effort into every phase of the life cycle. And then the third principle we had was um, we wanted to lead the customer. So we keep telling our teams, customers want us to lead them. This is a new market. We own it. We've created it. We must lead. And then the fourth design principle was we want to make customers um, be evangelists. We want them to feel like Aptio will actually help them launch their career. We believe it. Um, we believe we are changing lives, actually, in terms of giving IT a voice. And so that was another big design principle that we are going to help create advocacy and have customers feel proud of the work they were doing. That's awesome. The, you know, the thing that strikes me about that that's different from a lot of other conversations that I get into when people, you know, all sorts of people map out kind of what's our customer experience roadmap and hear the activities that we go through and things that we do to support and grow the customer. But what I think is really missing that you've really done is to ground everything that you do and the experiences that you design around a set of principles. Um, Cause you know, frankly, when you actually get into uh, working with a customer, not everything that comes up has, uh, is necessarily designed into your experience. But if you have that set of principles, you always kind of have that to fall back on and say, how do I figure this out given this is what what drives us from a principles or values point of view and what we want to do with the customer. So I, I think that's... Yeah unusual and, and really, again, it provides that foundation for everything you do. Yep. Awesome. You've come up, and I, I'm, I'll jump ahead a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I'm sitting kind of at the edge of my seat. You emailed me, other, me the other day on, on this idea that I'm so excited to understand and explore. It's called um, low effort customer experience. And I think it, you know, most of us think of high effort and high engagement yeah. customer experience. So I'm really intrigued by it. It, it seems to run kind of, we think we ought to, well, you know, as you say, we want to embrace the customer. We think of that as, as kind of flooding them with resources and support and all that kind of thing. And, and you're kind of with low effort customer experience going, exactly in the opposite direction from what most of us naturally would think of. What does it, what's low effort customer experience? Yeah, so, so thanks. It, it really, and Dave, um, just like, I certainly didn't make this up, but I've been very inspired by a book that I read um, that uh, called The Effortless Experience, 
right? And um, and really, you know, the notion of it is that driving a great customer experience isn't about delighting your customer. It's really about ensuring that you make the experience low effort for the customer. And to give you a, a real clean example here that demonstrates it, so um, they talked about channel switching, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say you have a customer who um, is seeking an answer. They go to your website. They search all over and they can't find it. Then they must pick up the phone and call a service agent, right? And they get their question answered, right? You know, as, as a company, we might just measure the call time with the agent and the fact that the agent solved the problem. But we completely missed the experience of the customer, which, by the way, will be poor, because if you look at their entire experience, they were hoping to find their answer on the web, and then they had to call someone, right? Yeah. And and so there's all this data and research that they did that talk about how thinking through the principles around making it easy for your customer to get what they want is important. And it just makes so much sense. Um, and it's just been like we actually did a book club um, with a lot of the managers um, at Aptio. We did one chapter a week, and we sat down for an hour and discussed the chapter, and then tried to apply it to things we were doing. Um, it was a lot of fun. We've made some actual decisions that are different because we just this this is something that's in the back of our minds now all the time around. How do we continue to do what we're going to do with the principles I laid out before, but add to it an element of, wait, is this is this an, e an effortless experience for the customer? Yeah. Well, see, you've turned it, everything completely on its head. It is, you know, when I first asked you the question, I was thinking of it, you know, more from our point of view, and I think that's what more, most people do is we think of, you know, how do we minimize the effort from our own point of view in, in creating and in supporting the customer in these customer experiences? But you've really shown the customer focus and the customer side. How do we create the lowest possible effort from the customer point of view um, and really drive the – because, you know, the customer really doesn't want to spend a lot of time uh, or effort in – getting answers to their questions and getting help. So, you know, how is the, you know, kind of what that does is I imagine approaching it from a low effort, from a customer point of view, it also simplifies your business and your process quite a bit. Is that fair? Yeah, you mean in terms of if we applied this? If concept, you apply the low, yeah. creating a low effort from a customer point of view, how does it simplify what you're doing uh, from a customer experience in, in customer support and service design? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, so first of all, I do think, I mean, I do think this concept applies across the board. It is um, to certain degrees different by segment, though, right? So you have to be careful, right? I mean, um, if you look at a strategic segment generally, right, I would say that um, they would generally require a higher personal touch, high value, high cost generally, right? Mm -hmm. 
things may be a little more custom, you should still apply this, you should lay this concept though on top of your design of your experience, so even for the strategics, right? Because mm -hmm. you shouldn't assume they always want to call your top end advisor for everything, right? You, so you right. want to lay this principle across the whole thing. Um, but definitely on the flip side, corporate and mid-market, right? Um, they, their expectations are very different in terms of how they, you know, their expectations and how they want to interact with you. And they would want a great community experience, right? They would want a knowledge base that's excellent and searchable and not have to call, right? They don't mm -hmm. want to have a dedicated person necessarily tied to them. They don't feel the need to have things like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, you, you know, that's what I mean. Like, I could probably redo all of our journey maps and ask the team, lay this principle as a fifth and see if we would make any different slight design decisions, right, on making sure we've, or at least read the journey maps, Dave, and say, yep. Is this creating a low effort experience for the customer when we deliver this? You know, um, yeah. It, and I, I have a, you know, I have other examples of what kind of this has done for us. It's been a, it's, it's been really interesting. And um, you know, re recently we um, were just about to launch a new product that is um, very low professional services need, mm -hmm. right? And it's, it's so we're having this internal debate with my team. It's been interesting. So the way our org is designed is that when you have a new product, the professional services team implements the product, right? And then they, the customer is transitioned to the success management organization. And the success management organization is the team that runs the customer through the success program, which is adoption stuff, right? Right. And because this new product that's coming out is the professional services is so low, um, even though there is professional services, but it's very low, because of this book that we read, my team came to me and they said, Dion, Maybe we should do this one different. Maybe we shouldn't create the handoff between professional services and success management this time so that from the customer's point of view, they have a single person that runs them through the onboarding and the adoption program. It was interesting, and I love the, the thinking that they're having because they're applying this to their everyday thinking. And um, I think what we've decided is to, to do that initially um, while we're learning anyway of what's the right delivery experience. Um, but then you, like Dave, you also have to be careful, right? You don't want to change your org design and the way it works. It could confuse people, right? Yep. Right? So you, you don't, it, you just want to have good common sense, right? So I love the thinking, but that's a great example of how this is in the back of all of our heads now. Um, yeah, well, no, it really day, is remarkable. <laughs> It really is remarkable both how you, you, it's changed the way your people think of it. Um, it's also interesting to say that, you know, just because our organization is designed a, a certain way doesn't mean we have to inflict it on the customer. Um, yes. We can make our organization transparent to the customer and really focus on what makes most sense 
to managing and building that relationship. So even though you may have people from professional services involved in some part, from a customer point of view, they see that point of continuity with with the original person they've they've worked with. Um, yeah, exactly. So that's really an interesting design. Yeah, it is. yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, it sounds like you're learning a lot and experimenting a lot with it. If we, if as we kind of, you know, wrap up, what are if you, if you wanted to give our listeners two or three ideas of how they might think of mapping customer experience in the customer journey, or how they might think of what they do differently, what uh, couple of pieces of advice would you leave them with? Yeah, so I, I mean, if if they wanted to, you know, they want to go down this path of really mapping out the experience, first of all, like, you want to do this with your frontline managers, right? Um, they're the ones that really understand and are close to, closest to the customer. And it's really just, it force your team to, like, get in a quiet room for a half a day and think through from the customer's perspective, knowing what you know, right, about the product, mm -hmm. the market, everything else, force yourself to say, if I were a customer, what would the ideal experience be to get a certain set of outcomes? So you want to define your outcomes? Because mm -hmm. if you don't define your outcomes, the customer can't do it. You, we actually know what outcomes we want because we have the experience of, you know, the solution right. and the adoption. So lay out what you know are the outcomes, but then look at it from a customer point of view and force yourself to think through what would that exper ideal experience be. And mm -hmm. then just, and then tactically, we, in each phase, we didn't boil the ocean. You can't have, you can't have in each phase 20 things you must do, right? It's just too much. So what we did was we prioritized what are the top three to five must-have things that every single person in your organization should deliver to maximize this feeling that you want the customer to have. And just, you know, be, you know, kind of tactical about getting to those, you know, those three to five things. And then know that it's an evolution and a journey. It's going to change. You know, we're going to have to change ours every six months, probably, right? Or at least tweak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's real genius. I mean, you had, we, I could continue along maybe another half hour or so on that. But I, I think, you know, I think, again, those, 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 you know, starting from an outcome base and, and a principle base on, on which you design everything, then looking at things from a customer point of view. I really love your idea of, of from an, uh, each person focusing on the three to five things. I think too often we confuse ourselves and we confuse our customers by these long laundry lists of things. So the three, or three to five most impactful things and then the final thing I think, you know, which you, you outlined and we talked about is look at it from a point of view of minimizing cu customer effort and get in in that journey. So that's really awesome. Thank you so much. I've, I've learned a lot. I always learn a lot in my conversations with you, and I enjoy them so much. Thanks for taking time to do this uh, this podcast. I really appreciate it. 
Yeah, no, Dave, I learned a ton from you as well. So my pleasure. Thank you very much. It was fun. Thank you, and thanks, everyone, for listening. This has uh, been uh, really a, a terrific learning experience for me, and I hope it has been for you.